Hi all, you're very welcome along to episode 7 of the 3D Design Bureau podcast. We shoot the breeze on all things surrounding the AEC sector and 3D design. And we are wherever you find your podcast, so on Spotify, on iTunes, and our lovely faces will be on YouTube if you want to watch that version. So today, it's uh, the usual suspects. It's me, Kevin Kavanagh, and it is Nick Polly, our managing director. Nick, how are you getting on? Yeah, all good. Oh, good. Yeah, it's been. We're in the home stretch now of the Christmas, so it's pretty, pretty manic on the production side, and a lot of clients looking to get planning applications in for this uh, deadline of Christmas that everyone gets in their head. But yeah, it's all good. Uh, busy, busy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone seems to. It has to be in before Christmas. There's, there's no life after yeah. Christmas, is there? No, no, no life. And I wouldn't mind, but the planning portal closes, so it's not like the time is ticking over christmas it actually closes but it's a it's a psychological thing where just get it in before christmas you know and um tick it off the list so there's a good few projects it's pretty it's one of our busiest times of the year so um we ramp up for it and we prepare for it and yeah getting through with another couple of weeks well what three weeks left two two and a half three weeks left and then I think everyone's going to take a well-earned break. Everyone's <laughs> looking forward to it, all right. Not that you're counting down the weeks. But no. um, for this podcast, for episode seven, we're a bit um, sad to say that it's going to be the end of the podcast, our very last episode. Until our very next last year. One. Until next year. <laughs> we're going to change it up by getting you know, proper headphones and you know uh, proper tech and stuff like that. <laughs> It's been good though. I think it's it's gathered a bit of momentum. We've on our first one, we've managed to increase the listenership from the two that we had hoped and stuff. And we've had some good guests on and stuff, and touched on some very good subjects. and And I think we've got some good subjects lined up for next year. And um, so yeah, it's been. Uh, I think it's been an interesting journey so far. Yeah, it's been great, and the interest has has certainly spiked. We're we're starting to. As opposed to the, us reaching out to people, seeing if they want to come on the podcast, we're starting to get property professionals coming to us saying that they'd love to come on. They all have a story to tell. Uh, so we're building our guest list up for 2022. So it should be very exciting. Cool. Excellent. Look forward to it. Yeah. So Nick, the topic of this podcast is, I suppose, reflecting on 2021 and the big plans that we and you have for 2022. So I suppose there's a lot of things in 2021 we want to look, uh, we don't want to look back on, we, we want to put to bed. <laughs> but um, yeah. I suppose reflecting on the year, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think in the industry, it's very much centered around SHDs and the judicial reviews, which is still a thorn in everyone's side. But hopefully, um, you know, Q1 of next year, that'll sort of, get washed out a bit because there was a recent judgment um a couple of weeks ago about three weeks ago that there were the the judge ruled that the um appealant has to pay costs on non-environmental items within the jor that was lost and that was a big warning shot across the bow so a lot of people feel that the jor um element is being <laughs> it's been phoned in. That's 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 the solicitor phoning in now, saying you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I, that's our that's our legal department now ringing yeah, us saying, yeah, yeah. "Here, would you tell Nick you? now to stop talking about that?" Quick. <laughs> I think though, sorry, yeah. That, so that appealant is um, uh, is going to be hit for cost. So I think 
um, you'll probably find that Leave for JRs hopefully will have more substance to them and be a bit more legit rather than sort of shooting fish in a barrel. So that was a big thing over the year. Uh, we continue to to grow as a team uh, and as a as a studio, and that's been really encouraging to see despite the the pandemic. Um, I think we we were expecting probably further restrictions and uh, we haven't come back to the office yet and we'd made the decision about two months ago not to give any headspace to that and just see how the christmas goes and you can see that that's probably been a good call like you know in the sense that it's you know uh, uh, it's the restrictions have come back in and recommending work from home but we're still we've been two years now working remote so the team has uh, settled in you know settled in very quickly and you know, there doesn't seem to have been a, a, that much of an issue. But I would love to see next year, you know, the hybrid model. I think we're definitely going to go to the hybrid model. No decision has been made yet as to how we're going to work. And I think the hybrid model for most offices and most businesses is going to be a key thing in 2022 uh, and how to manage that. Because, you know, there's some firms like architectural firms who want them all back full time. And there's other firms that are happy with hybrid model. Um, but definitely there has to be a hybrid model. You can't beat the face-to-face and the interaction between team members and how even having a cup of coffee together can spur on ideas or um, solve issues and stuff. Uh, I've seen it over the last two years with the odd person that's coming into the office here, you know. So I think that's going to be a big thing next year across the industry, like, you know. Totally. And I suppose you touched on it on the start of that um did you notice any patterns in 2021 for us? Like, let's say 2020, when the pandemic hit, there was a huge spike in our virtual tour solutions and it wouldn't take a genius to figure out why that was. And um, mm. like the, the whole world shut down and virtual tours was one way that real estate agents could show their show houses. It's one way that schools could host their open days. So that's a big trend we noticed in 2020 in tw- and it did carry into 2021 i suppose this year was there any patterns was it the the change in the legislation for shds um was there any big changes towards the end of the year yeah there was definitely a dip in in october when the whole thing around the shd and the new vehicle which is the lsrd which is still not in legislation is still the vehicle for planning applications has not been fully signed in. So there was definitely a dip where clients were kind of like, well, you know, which road do we go? Do we go SHD? Well, we don't know what the timeframes are. There was a lot of confusion around that around October and definitely saw um, a drop off as a result of that. But then that once that sort of bottomed out and come the end of October um, and into November, once clients and design teams knew they were going to okay they they there are certain dates that are there now that they can hit then it started ramping up again and then november just ramped up uh, fully again and so that that was probably the only um the only change in the pattern that we've noticed over the last god number of years where it's just been a steady um a steady uh, growth um in the company uh, across all sectors, whether that be 3D planning, 3D marketing, um, BIM and and virtual tours, like, you know. Yeah, and with the virtual tours, I suppose we saw a massive spike um, at the start of the pandemic. 
and then it's starting to level out now but the the interest and the projects that we have on virtual tours are much higher than what they were before the pandemic do you think that's people's perspectives on virtual tours changing and people happy to do um a viewing via a virtual tour and make an informative decision on it whilst pre-pandemic people would want to do the physical viewings do you think there's that trend is here to stay or now that things are opening up um touch wood <laughs> in the new year that people will go back to physical viewings no, I think I still think they'll use the virtual viewings like the virtual viewing, the virtual tours, the Matterport stuff we do has certainly ramped up in terms of the commercial sector. Um, it was huge when the schools were closed, but then the schools opened. So they just uh, there was no need for it. But I still think there well, I wouldn't say no need for it. There was no interest. The interest waned and dropped off the the need for it, I, th- I still think schools should consider it because I still think it's a very valuable tool, uh, certainly for students or new kids coming into the school and parents. But the commercial sector and office side of stuff has definitely ramped up in the last few months. Um, and I'm not sure whether that's the whole trying to get people back to work. Um, but I do think next year there'll still be a, a, a want, a desire, a need for it because people want to, if anything, it rules out, say, for example, you're a business and you're looking for uh, a new office and rather than visiting physically five office potential offices, if you can virtually visit the five of them, rule out three of them, you're just saving a huge amount of time. So I think that's where it's going to um, it's, it's going to stay and it's going to be around. I do think that you know, you'll still want to do the physical viewing of your shortlist, you know, um, but I definitely think there's going to always be a place for the virtual tours. Yeah, I think so too. 2022, Nick, it's literally right around the corner. You can see it, you can smell it. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it. I'm just thinking about oh, Christmas break. <laughs> Actually, that's the one time a year that I think as professionals, we all just get proper downtime, you know, because the whole industry shuts down, your email, you don't get any emails, the industry completely shuts down, and it's just, oh, it's pretty delightful because it's the one time a year I find I really get to take a break from stuff and can switch off, you know, um, so I'm really looking forward to the to the oh, two weeks off or so, like we'll go right up like we always do to the 22nd, 23rd or so, um, and then, but we'll shut down and take a proper break. Going into next year then, we pretty much every year just ramps up straight away you know we come back at the beginning of january and the production teams are straight in uh working on projects that have you know had started you know november december um and ramp up and and we've got some really exciting stuff on the the cards for next year you know we're uh looking at different elements we're going to be next year we're going to hopefully within q1 or at the latest q2 be bim level 2 certified we're on that road at the moment and start developing um out a lot more projects in bim um whether that be 3d uh 3d modeling or bim for fm which is going to be a big thing for us as well um where we're tapping into technology now to allow us to manage BIM models for uh, facilities management and I think that's going to be huge so we're in the process of doing a number of presentations to um, key clients for for BIM for FM. I think real-time visualization is going to be another thing we're, we're going to I have an idea in my head I, I mentioned it to you Kev um, just about targeting targeting the private 
uh, individual sector. So um, I've got an idea in our head that I want to develop that next year and um, and continue to grow the team as well. So yeah, it's um, there's you know it's all about trying to make sure that we're continually growing both as a business and also professionally and that people are continuing to grow within the business as well. Yeah, and on the um, BIM for FM facilities management, I sat in on a presentation that we gave recently and it's really mm. interesting and it's certainly something even yeah. um, as COVID <laughs> runs rampant, it is going to be even more important. Could you like give us a quick overview of BIM for FM and the benefits of it, I suppose? Yeah. I, it's it's very much using the digital twin, um, so the BIM model, uh, to utilize that for facilities management. So it's a rich, uh, it's a rich digital asset that contains a high level of information about all the assets within a development in order to uh, carry out reactive maintenance, preventive maintenance, and predictive maintenance. And the reactive maintenance is very much on the client, on the tenant side. So it, it also it has embedded into it a ticketing system, a live ticketing system that allows tenants to um, raise issues they may have with their apartment or with communal areas. And that's not too dissimilar to um, other softwares out there that do the same thing. However, the massive thing for the development of BIM for FM that we're going through is the use of the digital twin that all the assets are tagged, all the assets are um, uh, have full level of information in them. And um, so uh, for maintenance purposes, it's it's uh, a really powerful tool and it's cloud based. You can access, um, you know, uh, facilities management companies and and uh, technicians going to site uh, can access the, the, the platform and pull down uh, O&M manuals while they're on site because it's all housing the information about the building all in one central uh, cloud location so that's huge and another huge thing is off my, off-site uh, remote inspection so being able to tour the model see where the, the asset is and see what might be wrong with it before even um, attending site to fix it um, even tying in the Matterport technology into it so that's what you know we're looking at as well as part of the platform Platform, it's tying the Matterport in, so you know, utilizing you know a scan of a, the typical apartments in the in the space. So again, for off-site remote inspections, that technicians can actually tour the Matterport tour and get a good feel for the apartment, or see if there's going to be anything in the way when they get to site uh, that's going to hinder their the, their work. So yeah, it's a really exciting area. We've been working on it now for a few months, and um. But it's it's really powerful in the in particular it's targeted towards the the PRS um, PRS schemes you know where large scale developments are being held um, under an entity and that they're being rented out so yeah really excited about that and and it also ties in with the BIM journey that we're on and you know we're working on a number of BIM projects at the moment in terms of data centers. And we're working with a couple of clients and a couple of a couple of big data centers in Europe actually doing uh, BIM 3D modeling, um, which has been really exciting as well. And, and we want to further develop that next year um, uh, as part of the BIM side of the business, you know, so that's going to be um, a great uh, area of the business. And then also like daylight sunlight's not going away. 
it's never going away and that area of the business is going to increase and grow next year as well and um, may even look at the whole area of rights to light which is starting to creep in as well but it's a very uh, it's it's quite a complicated area of of it's different to uh, daylight sunlighting for planning and um, it's a, it's much more of a legal issue so i'm not sure how that's going to come about or or where we're going to go but it's something we're going to investigate as well so just constantly trying to you know evolve and stay ahead of the chasing pack um and just you know be thought leaders in in the space of AEC and and i don't use that term lightly you know we've worked hard you know over the past five six years in particular but even up you know over the last 22 years of in business always trying to think what can we be doing better what can we be offering to clients are we staying on trend are we staying ahead of the uh, of the game are we you know should we be looking in a certain direction and um, and that, you know what I mean, that doesn't happen by accident. That takes a lot of work and a, a lot of mental energy, but it's very rewarding um, when something that you've put into, uh, put a plan together to, to implement and that it comes true. And not all of them come true, you know, but, you know, it's it's seeing the ones that have the potential that potentially can come true and then sticking to your guns and, and, and going with it. So that's, yeah, that's... A little bit of an insight into 2022 you know um and uh looking forward to it for sure yeah it's it's going to be a very exciting year especially i'm looking forward to the bim journey as well and I, not that we're not already on it but uh, definitely moving into fm it's it's something i find very interesting and even the predictive over 10 years because you're feeding in all that information into a BIM model, into a digital twin, and then being able to see what predict or predictions that will come out of that. So there's always mm. an issue in this block with these certain assets. Um, so how to uh, predict and solve problems before they happen. Yeah, and we're like, like we're not, I suppose an important point though is we're not going down, we're not facilities man, facility management uh, company. Uh, or firm and nor do we want to be but we want to be we want to develop that that tool for bim for fm uh, in order to assist and partner with facility management companies and um, to make their life easier and also that the client and the owner of the scheme has full view on uh, on the running of the scheme and the costs associated with that which can get lost very very easily but everything can be tracked so simply and and data pulled out of out of the platform as well like it's a really powerful and um, powerful platform and yeah like I, I i every time i give a presentation uh to a client about it i get more excited about it so that's always a a key indicator for me that yeah we're, we're doing so we're it's definitely something we need to be uh, we're on the right road for example so um and that it's definitely something that will be successful it's just going on the journey and making sure that we implement it well um for clients you know so yeah it's it's really good like you know and and i think that'll be uh, a really interesting area of business um going forward from next year well, that's all the fun stuff, Nick, and all the stuff we're looking for. We're looking forward to. Um, but is there any changes you'd like to see in 2022 in the industry? And then, is there any challenging or challenges that you predict for us moving forward? Any changes? 
Not so much now. I definitely think the 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 planning system needs to be needs to be resolved like you know and that's happening in the background and the judicial review stuff is very much hampering consultants work you know and everyone's just uber conscious about am i covered for jr because no one wants to get sued and so even legal teams now are just you know in my opinion nearly just covering themselves from a jr perspective and and i really would love to see that being Resolved. I'm not saying that JORs JORs have their place, you know, in terms of if it's a legit um, request for leave for JOR and it's granted. But some of the stuff that's been granted over the last year is just crazy. So hopefully that's that's the biggest challenge, I think, and threat to the industry right now, because what will happen is um, just developers are just going to go, look, we can't develop, you know what I mean? And then the industry is going to slow down, you know what I mean? Which is obviously going to feed into all the consultants. I think also there's been a lot of noise about the whole external funds, funding developments and what I mentioned before, the PRS. And, you know, they have a place in the uh, in the housing sector. They're really important, you know what I mean? And I think I think we have to be very careful as a as a nation not to scare them off because we have a housing crisis there's not enough houses being built and you scare them off and a huge chunk of money's gone like gone and the banks are not lending the money they used to lend back in the in the celtic tiger they're just not so the vast majority of big developments that are happening are externally funded from like pension funds you know what i mean so and stuff like that from abroad if that disappears doesn't what's going to pay for the development you know because the banks ain't going to lend to the developers and stuff so i think we have to be acutely aware of that and i think government have to be acutely aware of it i'm sure they are i think they are and they think they know but there is a lot of noise obviously uh from the general public about and they have these funds have a very bad rap and you know I, unjustly so I think because people need to realise you know schemes don't get built and people may argue oh well the schemes have been built but they're being retained but the rental market is part of the housing uh, crisis solution we need more properties to rent you know so they have to be built to rent them you know so there is a place for them um, so I think they're the two key things for the next year anyway like you know um, in terms of ourselves challenges um no, I, th- I think COVID will continue to hamper or hamstring companies over the next while, you know, with various variants and all that. And, you know, how do you do the return to the office, you know, and, and how do you do that successfully without having to return and go? Like the number of firms returned when restrictions lifted and offices could come back in Ireland and, and they all came back and six weeks later they were all gone again. You know, so you can't have that yo-yo thing because it's too disruptive, you know. So I think I think for us, I think it's going to be early in the new year, you know, putting a plan and a strategy together. Okay, how are we going to work? All right, we're going to work this way. And I think it's going to be if it is the hybrid model, it'll be sort of team based as well, you know, bringing teams in together. And I think that's probably what most companies are doing and bring them in for a chunk of time together, uh, like, say, a week at a time so each team is in one week every three or four whatever amount of teams you have and i think that's probably going to be that's going to be probably the the challenge for us next year like in terms of in terms of actual work and production i don't 
yeah, I don't really see much challenges. I just see opportunities, you know, and where we're going and what we want to do. And it's all about opportunities, you know, and and there's challenges in that, but it's sort of seeing the bigger picture. Good stuff. Um, one challenge on a lighter note would definitely be getting rid of these earphones and going for a proper set and of this, headphones. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will say, like, uh, having it up this high like you had it when I sat down is probably not conducive to the old, uh, the viewing public. <laughs> yeah, I think we <laughs> need yeah, to get yeah, we need, we need a, to. a proper we need to. Uh, 3DB studio, you know, and just go full tilt into oh, the yeah. podcast, you know? Yeah, yeah, just blow a load of money on a studio just for the, <laughs> for the podcast, why not, you know? Everyone will yeah. want to come and record with us then. But, yeah, um, yeah that's perfect, Nick. Uh, that's a great insight into... The year just gone, uh, 2021, and what's left of it, and what's coming up next year. All very exciting stuff. So, Nick, do you have anything you'd like to add for your sign-off of 2021 for the 3D Design Bureau podcast? Uh, No, I would like to thank everyone in the team, um, anyone that's listening to this point. (laughs) I should probably put it at the top of the podcast. but look, we have a fantastic team here right across the board from for, like not just the production team across the board because things run smoothly as possible because of stuff that goes on in the background and then production then is top notch and we're still on top of our game and we still strive to be on top of our game. And I think that message is really clear, hopefully is clear in, in the company because it's really important, you know what I mean? Um that quality uh, shines through, and and I think I think everyone's going to really enjoy enjoy the time off, you know, because it has been a, a really busy year, um, but it's been a good year, you know. It's it's you know busy is good, you know, rather than um, twiddling our thumbs like do you know what I mean. It's so we can't complain. Look, we I went through six years of a recession of you know <laughs> of no work. Uh, trust me, being busy is far better <laughs> than six years of of no work. So. Yeah, it's all good. So thanks to everyone in the team and, and thanks to Kev for setting this up and and dragging me in on it. Uh what you call it. I think it's been good and hopefully it'll it'll further grow next year, you know. And I would love to hear I'd love to hear from anyone listening or, you know, topics. It's interesting, some of the topics that uh that uh, that we did over the last six episodes, I know this is number seven, but over the last six episodes, you'd nearly earmark going, Oh, that'll be re- that'll really land but then other ones were were um there was more interest in other ones than there was in in some of the others. So it's really interesting to see what interests people on the podcast. So we'll have to look carefully at that as well, Kev. Yeah, or look less carefully because the ones we or think... look less carefully, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the ones we think will uh, perform um, don't perform as highly as we, we'd expect them to. But yeah. uh, we have a great guest list ready to go for the new year. So we'll keep trucking on with the 3D Design yeah. Bureau podcast. Excellent. Uh, to sign off on it, it's we uh, release new episodes every second Thursday and not over the Christmas. We'll be starting back in the new year. It's wherever you find your podcasts, so on Spotify, iTunes and YouTube. And if you want to get in touch with us, drop us a line on any social media platform at 3D Design Bureau. So that's it for the near year, Nick. We're done. Do you know? Do you know what you're like uh, at the end when you're given that information? <laughs> Go on. You're like you're like those ads on the uh, on the radio, <laughs> those financial ads. 
<laughs> so what you're saying <laughs> and is, and you I'm know the disclaimer, the disclaimer at the end, which is said if you did, if you read that really fast now, <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> so what you're saying is, I'm coming across very natural, is it? <laughs> RTE, watch out. Oh, RTE, yeah. Or BBC, the amount, Netflix, yeah, whatever. The, the amount of uh, oh, requests for me to come into RTE at this stage is just ridiculous. I, I can't bat them away quick enough. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to go because look at this. Check this out. What what Sam's wife made and Sam brought in today. Look, Sa- Sam, our sales and business Sam, development manager. Look at yeah. that. All homemade. Oh, Jenny Mac. I think I'm going to oh, have to run up that. to the office now and grab some of them. No, no. We, we need to send Sam down to get the coffee. <laughs> and on that cheerful, delicious Good note. Luck. Enjoy we, the Christmas. We shall leave it there. Thanks very much for Take listening, it easy, guys. guys. Cheers. See you now. Bye, bye, bye. bye.